Hey, this is Brent. Hey, this is Jordan. What's up? This is Matt. Hey, this is Sean. And this is the Digital Ascent Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Uh, this is episode 0010, and we have Jordan and Matt and Brent and myself. And we will be primarily focusing on early access games um, and kind of how we feel about those and what we think are some good ones, some bad ones, whether or not we think it's worth it overall as a, as a uh, structure and a whole bunch of goodies. But uh, first off, we're going to go through and talk about the new Bing chat GPT integration and uh, kind of what that looks like. And uh, I, I guess the first thing is, has, has anyone actually subscribed yet? Because I have not. Like, like to, to regular to chat GPT, sorry. To, yeah. Uh, no, I, I have not. I think $20 is just a lot of money to ask for yeah. for what they're offering yeah, through Bing. No, I have not been. I, I have been waitlisted. I'm off the waitlist, so I have access to what I'm referring to as new Bing. And um, I wish I was saying, calling it Cort Yeah, I wish I was calling it Cortana. That would have been so much cooler. Um, but nope. No, <laughs> that would have been so new, cool. Really a missed that terrible. <laughs> Just absolute <laughs> miss. But new, nope, not Cortana. Yes, new being in. <laughs> and um, no, I'm not subscribing for $20 a month. I, I would have paid like five maybe. I don't know. What about you guys? Anybody else subscribing? I'm not subscribing. And I'm actually, that's my one worry about being so excited about new AI and chat GPT and the new being... It's like, man, I really hope this is something that stays free, but I, it's, it's getting really hard to like, imagine a future where like cool stuff is not tied behind a paywall. You know what I'm saying? So it's I'm like, never I'm free. even trying not it's to get never free. To, to bing, <laughs> you know? Uh, so right, right now you, yeah. right now you pay in beta testing. Yeah, I mean, which I'm sure. okay we're with. We're we're, we're, we're yeah, yeah, <laughs> Heck yeah. I'm okay with that. That's a great price. All Are right. you kidding me? I get a ton out of it. Yeah, too. Absolutely. Yeah, really, I do. And just the, I don't know, man. I've put it to use. Uh, I was telling somebody at work the other day. I was trying to. I needed to. I needed to use Chat GPT for something. I got a little irritated because it was like in the in the morning, maybe like ten o'clock. And I guess that's like peak hours for chat GPT. And I couldn't, I couldn't get in. They were like, there's too many people using, using this right now. So like, I get it. I understand. And it also helps like, you know, I guess develop the tool set a little bit more, but Matt, I think you said it maybe just before we started recording, maybe just now, I can't remember, but $20 is too much. I'm not paying $20 a month mm -hmm. for Google. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's, I, it's, I, I feel bad pay. dismissing it like that, but I'm not. I'm not paying twenty damn dollars. <laughs> That's okay. You you bring up an inter interesting point, Matt. At some point, do you think it's viable for companies to pay for that for certain power users as like a business yes. model? Because if they're doing, yes. okay. I'm just curious how that yeah. looks, though, because you're using an AI to do your job and it's doing your job. But I guess you have to have the prompts. So I don't know. That just seems weird to me to pay. For an AI, it's, to it's very weird. Answers. It's very you have to. I don't think you could use a tool like Chat uh, Chat GPT or the new Bing. Like you have to know what you're asking it in order to get what you need. You know what I'm saying? Like you, it's mm, weird. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I agree with that. It seems to be pretty flexible. 
I I do think that it is a new resume skill set. Um, you know, experience operating really machine. Yeah, man, absolutely. Like, I, I, it's got, I it's got to be something I mean, like, yeah, experience working with machine learning, neural network, language models, and and inter, or you know, using that for you know, enhanced productivity or whatever, you know, however you want to phrase it. But no, that's the truth. That's where we are. I right? mean, yeah, it's, it's just you had that it, off the cuff. It was you just rolled that like you already had it on your resume and stuff. Oh, that's. Man, I mean, well, I, I know people using it for for work already with that because so, yeah, so sure. someone I know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name drop in here obviously but someone I know yeah. is subscribing to it and feeds it alerts from work just to parse things out more efficiently. You know, it's it's pretty much right, like here's see, this he big makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. This person has to right. know what information it's putting into ChatGPT, and it has to know how to read the language or whatever answer it's going to spit back out. Like, it couldn't go in there and say, "Hey, you know, write me a." I guess you. It has there. It has to no, have like a second set down, of eyes. Right? Like with all of my, you could, you could yeah. simplify it down though. You could like ask it, "Hey." explain like yeah explain like i'm five what does this mean and how do i apply this what is eternal blue right that's like i guess that's that's fair i'm just saying with all of the use cases that i've that i've sat down and used it for work like i've there's had to be a second pass like i could not take something that chat gpt spit out and i couldn't throw that into an email without reviewing it first like there are more than enough errors um maybe it's like it's a certain phrasing of things. I don't know. I'm a very specific speaker. You know what I mean? So like, sure. I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm on, I'm I'm being unfair a little bit here. I just feel like it's a little, it's a, it's, I think it's a little much at this point to say, you know what I mean? ChatGPT uh, could, could help people kind of ghost through their jobs in its current standing. You know what I mean? No. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a productivity enhancer. You still need somebody competent to, enough to know if it's lying or. That's what I was trying to say, Matt. Thank you. Or yes. yeah, like that's that's like it's still, it's still not good enough to where it's absolutely trustworthy. I think that we are still a while away from that because right now we're feeding it, as far as I can tell, data from the internet, and the data is, <laughs> and sorry, and the internet data is not entirely trustworthy, right? I mean. Rule number one, do not believe everything you read on the internet, right? And that's that's where the chatbot is right now. And it's still working on rule number one. And uh, so you still you still need that competent individual. Um, I see a lot of value of, of integrating it with work. I wish I had some sort of agreement in place where I could send it data comp- like in a confidential manner. And not just like HTTPS, you know, I mean, like I want to be able to feed it uh, meaningful proprietary data and request information like or like analysis, like, I don't know, analysis of some sort back. And right now I just don't feel comfortable doing that because I don't really like it's covered under the privacy policy. But like, I don't I don't really know. Like, I don't think my company would be happy with me. Yeah, right. Like, I don't think my company would be happy with me giving over our proprietary data to Microsoft. Right. Like, they're not in my vertical. So, Matt, let me ask you something. Yeah. Because I'm I'm curious. So, you said you've been using, or wait, you were using the Bing integration with ChatGPT now, right? Yeah. So, how how is that? Okay. The, The question I have is fundamentally, 
what makes it superior to Google in how it operates or feeds you information. Okay. So um, I want to say real quick that like there are some instances where it is still quicker to just use the Google card and Bing has similar cards. You know, I don't know how good they are because I just started using Bing for the first time in my life. And but it has similar cards. Sometimes the cards are going to be faster than, than the chat. Um, but the real advantage is, is when you need to synthesize a large amount of data and uh, you need it streamlined, you know. Um, okay, I give me know a for instance. About, yeah, I, I'm going. So I want to know um, about privilege identity, identity management tools available to me through Microsoft. So if I start Googling that, I'm going to start getting white papers. If I go to chat GPT, I'm sorry, if I go to uh, New Bing, who I wish was Cortana, then what I'm going to get is a list of freaking tools and an overview of what each of these tools does. And then I can go back to it and say, tell me more about this tool, that tool, the other tool, and it'll spit it out. And what I'm not doing is reading white papers, which, you know, I can do, but it's, it's time gotcha. consuming, okay. you know, and, and eventually I'm going to go back to the white papers, but man, it's really nice to quickly be able to get all those white papers condensed and then, you know, be able to dig into each point. And I, I can say, tell me more about bullet point two. Uh, and it, it just starts rattling off more data. It cites its sources. Um, and it's, it's yeah, very, actually, very impressive. Yeah, go ahead. That's what I really like, I think, about looking at this as just a search engine tool, right? Like uh, ChatGPT by itself is a really awesome productivity tool. And that integration with Bing, even if you're not trying to figure out how to do something, like I was asking it questions about video games earlier, uh, like a dumb little nerd. <laughs> uh, and it, I was just like, tell me a little bit about the story. And it popped up, you know, like a normal, if you would type that into Google, you know, you get your normal results and now you're being pointed in all these different directions. But also on the side of that, there was a chat box very similar to chat GPT. And now there's also this AI that's kind of putting together all of those results into one, you know, summarized kind of paragraph and it's citing its sources throughout the, the summarized, you know, words. So if you have questions about specific lines or as it's moving from topic point to topic point, you can now with, specificity, maybe more granularity is the right word. You can kind of hop into those and click those, you know, sites and they will take you to one of the links that's kind of at the the top of that search result kind of splashback. So it is really, it's an awesome tool. Uh, and I'm, I think, man, I don't, I think, uh, I think the numbers, there's a wait list right now. This is free for everybody. And I, I hope they don't, man, I don't know. It's in beta. So I don't know if there will ever be a price tied to it or anything like that, but I think Microsoft said when they launched the beta last week, they had something like 40 million people signed up for on the wait wow. list in the first 48 hours. Uh, it took me about 10 days, I think, to get access. So yep. Um, yep. if you're interested, all you got to do, uh, we'll have the link in the in the show notes. Um, but if you're interested, it's really it's a really cool tool. Uh, and it's nice how they've kind of integrated it into uh, you know, being the platform as a whole. You know what I mean? They got a nice little chat tab at the top kind of hide away when you don't need to use it. It's awesome. It is, I will say it's limitations though. You know, you can't, uh, they've actually had to tweak it since they've rolled it out last week. Uh, and they've kind of, um, 
they've put up some some boundaries. Uh, like people were asking it some really wonky questions, <laughs> and it was kind of going off the rails a little bit. Uh, nothing too crazy, to but do. it was like. Yeah, it was just really jokey stuff, the stuff that I saw, but, you know, inaccurate information and, um, like, I don't want to say inaccurate, but, like, made-up information. I don't know. I guess still false. Uh, Lies. So they patched Lies. some stuff. Lies. And, yeah, that's it right there, right? And so they patched it. I think they put, like, a limitation on the type of stuff that you can ask it. And now it won't even go down those rabbit holes uh, like chat GPT will. Chat GPT will. Uh, it'll just kind of stop and say hey we need to move on to a new topic like some real vanilla answer uh you can't really you know draw the conversations out so long as you could you know with a you know just a the regular chat gpt um you know platform uh so there are limitations uh it's a search tool productivity tool first and foremost that's what bing uh or microsoft wants it to be at least with bing uh so would you say that it is its utility comes from the fact that it can easily aggregate information in a more digestible way rather than having just straight data coming at you from a search result and then having to pull that all together. Would that be an absolutely? Accurate, yeah. I was actually yep. I was uh -huh. excited to to not know what the topic was. And then when I asked and you said it was about, you know, video games, spoiler alert, uh, I was like, OK, cool. I won't need to use chat GPT. But had you given, you know, had somebody <laughs> said a topic. I would have just went to Bing real quick and said, hey, tell me about this. Like, I trusted enough to give me to get me spun up just uh, enough. No. You know what I mean? If I'm going to do a five yep. minute search, I would much rather take the work now to go, you know, hey, because right now I can't I don't have it on my phone. It's just on my desktop. But like if I was really interested, if I really needed to know the answer, the granularity, the extra granularity that Bing is going to give me now, because it just like you said, is it's kind of putting all those things together. It's citing them the entire first page of search results is now summarized into three paragraphs that I can read and I can kind of click into as needed. And to me, that makes everything, it's like going through like a fandom wiki, you know, you guys ever, yeah, Wikipedia, you know, uh, you're like, oh, let me click on that thing. And then you're at the end of that page and you see the related links at the bottom and you click on that thing. It's, it allows you to do that right there all while you were just doing a regular search. Uh, so you're getting more of what you want, which is information. Uh, and I think Bing is doing that in a really cool way that Google hasn't done before. So I'm excited to see how this works out, you know, in the, in the near future, the next year or so. Cool. Anybody else got any, uh, anything on the Bing integration with chat TPT or AI? I, mean, uh, I will say more? there's a, there's another competitor in the ring now. Uh, not I, I, competitor is being kind of generous. There, there's imitations out there. There's a there's sure. one at u.com that I've been playing around with, and it it's kind of it's like a whole another search engine with that kind of chat integration. It's it's literally like a clone of the layout that Microsoft has done with. Curious. What's, yeah, and it, so it's just kind of like I'm curious. It's like out of right field. So what's been your experience so far? Like, I'm curious what the difference is between, because you've used GPT, so how how has this one worked out for you? I think, I like the u.com one, I think is is better as a search engine in terms of like, if, you, if you're going to, if you want to find current information, it kind of does uh, the similar route as to what Bing's doing where it's citing the sources. So, I mean, that, that's useful just from the, the sheer fact of like, okay, is this thing feeding me legitimate information? I, I'm going to go check and validate this myself sort of deal, you know, validate my sources. But, um, you know, to where chat GPT typically, 
it's not, you know, it's, it's drawing this conclusion yeah. based on whatever information that's been fed from wherever I have no clue. And you have to kind of go like externally to go validate that information if you want to, or you just take it for what it's worth and you do what you got to do with it. So I will say that, um, the, the, the more connected ones kind of instill a little bit more faith in like, okay, it's pulling it from these three articles, you know, maybe one's from Forbes.com, maybe one's from this other outlet and, you know, whatever. And you're like, okay, well, those are reputable places. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with this information. And then you can go ahead and use it, you know, to where like on the sure. flip side of that. Yeah, so, so I think they definitely have their It's all about uses. how it puts it in front of you. That's really nice. Right. You know what I mean? About ease, ease of access to me, I think that like makes this supreme, you know? But I will say like it's in terms of, from what I've experienced so far, I've not played with Bing yet. So I don't know how good it is with the, with the coding and scripting and stuff like that. But ChatGPT is pretty damn reliable with uh with scripting and whatnot and iterating on scripts and changing scripts and yeah no cleaning kidding. up scripts yeah and- i don't know when it's i don't know in its current form i don't think Bing could do that um you start to get too wonky and like i said those boundaries since they patched it a couple days ago you start to get too wonky and and it'll it'll just abruptly shut down like the conversation maybe it's just maybe it's i don't know never mind maybe, just, maybe yeah, it's I mean, what I've, asking, I've used bro. Uh, yeah i've used chat gpt to clean up so many old powershell <laughs> scripts Maybe it's you. You ever thought about that? Yeah, it's hey, me. Man, That's I, the, I'm the problem. <laughs> I, I have Bing write me scripts. I mean, I still, I still like find myself gravitating towards Chat GPT to actually like, do the script writing. But I've played around. You know, will Bing write this? Will Bing write that? Some things will straight up tell you no, no, sir. I do not do that. Good, good on you, Bing. Um, some things it's like, sure, I can spit out a script for that, no problem. So, I, I feel like you could use Bing for it. You know, I do think, like you said, it may shut down on you quicker. All right. We're starting to get into, into the weeds of AI, which we're obviously okay. want to do. But um, I, I, I so do want to give one last tip thoughts. before we move on. Okay. And that is if you are using the new Bing, um, I recommend going to the hamburger menu in the top right corner of um, like the search site and then go into the labs button and you will see a chat response on result page button. I recommend selecting that to more frequent. And so you can get more frequent results. Uh, and I guess the other one is that instead of clicking the chat tab, you can just roll up on the mouse wheel. And even though it looks like nothing's there, it'll bring up the chat window into like a full window view. So it looks like chat GPT kind of. Ah, good tool tips. Yeah, I thought much appreciated. Yeah. All right. Any other parting thoughts before we move along? No, sir. No. All righty. Cool. So uh, I guess it would be good to start with a definition of early access. Um, and I feel like this is starting to spread out into the console space. Um, but did, did we say what the topic was? Did I, skip, did I miss that? Yeah. We said it was early access. <laughs> okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure. I'm so sorry. Please continue, Sean. No, no you're good, man. Um, so... Early access is where developers will put out a game and it's, oh man, I mean, it can range from like alpha to, you know, just about done, but it sort of depends on the developer and the game. But basically you garner funding or testing for a game and a lot of times that rolls into um, developing and getting the game fully out. Uh, There's some debates, which is why we're here, uh, about how that plays out. 
there's pros and cons to each, but um, it's certainly become more prevalent. I've seen way more early access games and almost I've seen some heavy hitter developers put out early access games to sort of do some testing and, and things of that nature, which is different, and correct me if I'm wrong, from an actual beta beta that like a triple A title would do because you're basically paying on the front end in order to get that access. And it may be good and it may be bad. You don't really know. Um, so I think that's actually, and it's maybe we can hop in here and add, I think a little bit more granularity too, because Sean, I think you hit it pretty early on. You know, there are a couple different types of early access and it's funny mm -hmm. because I play a lot of, we all play a lot of video games. All right. And when, when we first covered what the topic would be as we're prepping to, you know, record, all right. And you say early access, the first thing that pops into my mind is like paying for early access, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. As like a pre-order incentive, which yep. it, there was a wave of games that did it for a couple years and then it kind of went away. And now I feel like it still happens frequent enough for us to talk about it, you know, in this manner, but uh, not as frequent as, as it used to. So all that to say, um, there are different types of early access. Uh, Sean's mentioned, you know, Good alphas, betas. Um, and then, you know, we have the paid, you know, pre-order incentives or, you know, just the monetized early access to video games, straight and straight and narrow, right? Um, and so alphas and betas, though, just wanted to cover those really quick. Alphas are normally going to be the one of the earliest builds of the game that's playable for the public, right? It's not for the public, but <laughs> you're you're likely not going to play something that's earlier than an alpha uh, for for any game. Uh, now I'm not a video game developer, but I, I feel like I, I know enough, you know what I mean, to confidently say that. Uh, so those are your alphas, all right? Normally you have to, you know, what I guess you, if you're doing like, you know, don't have to get into the weeds, I'll move on to betas. So betas are, they have a very wide window. Sometimes, <laughs> and I feel like this is where Sean is, is going to inevitably get to, right? If it's not Sean, it'll just be the group organically, all right? But betas sometimes are miscategorized as betas maybe to save face with the public because of sure. how bad shape the game is in uh but beta, the beta phase <laughs> would typically be the next stage after alpha all right and you're once your game is kind of in that beta phase you're typically closer to launch you know what i mean uh, a little bit closer to launch and those are going to be the builds that the public is playing I would say most frequently if your game is in any kind of early access months or months before, you know, launch. All right. So this is very like generalized, but I did just want to throw those two things out there and really just slip that in before we got to the sure. malicious use of that dumb, dumb word. <laughs> beta. <sighs> Sean, please continue. Yeah. No, you're, you're good. No, it's a good distinction, actually, because you were right. There is early access where. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good definition. Um, what I had in mind a lot as well was the Steam PC version as well of early access where, you know, they just put it out there and go, hey, give us money and we're going to work out all the bugs and then you'll get a fully baked game or you might get some in-game content or, you know, reduce price on the full game or whatever. But I'm, I'm curious what our perceptions of pros and cons are for early access and, and how we feel about it as a whole um i think we should start because, with cons first 
You oh cons first. Interesting. Okay. Absolutely. All, All right. Because right. well, we since already you suggested. I, I I'm gonna let like you go the first. Group, then. That's perfect. And I just want to throw it. I feel like the group. Maybe it's just my perception of early access. I feel like kind of negative about early access, and I. I don't know, man. I just I I feel like if a game is um, properly marketed, if we know the game is going to come out in early access, right? I think Xbox does a good job of this with some of the titles, uh, you know, that they have that they launch in early access. Uh, they're very they're very easily tracked in the game store, uh, and they've got like a game preview uh, banner across like the title. So I know this game is an official early access it's been released so that the community can help shape you know what the development of that game looks like right uh i think i think those things are okay uh and i think what is not okay is um fallout 76 for example i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this one back now i'm a very i'm an avid fan of fallout 76 okay i played in uh all of the, the the betas that they had launched, the early access ones, the pre-order ones, got them, all right? They were fantastic. And I was a little worried when I played the first game. Actually, I don't think I was, because it was, I mean, at this point, it had maybe been four four months in advance, maybe three months. It was, we were pretty far out still. It had time, okay? Then we get to the one that's like two weeks before the game launches, and there hasn't been any significant changes. And so now I'm like, well, I thought this was like a newer build, like what? It's okay. There's still there's still like a month and a half left. They've got time to like polish some stuff. This is probably an old build. And we get to the game launch and it just it feels the exact same. And so yeah. in my mind, like that's a big con, right? Like the Bethesda is launching a game and what is it's gonna call is, you know, I guess not launching the game, right? But they're letting the community get their hands on a what is pretty close to the final version of the game throwing a, a beta sticker on there, right? So that they can kind of, they can use it as like a publicity shield to some of the bad feedback that they'll get. And then they can launch the game and make, you know, whatever changes they want, you know, that can drop the classification of a beta or what, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling, but there's, they're just like very malicious uses of, of early access and uh, these beta titles and even, you know, the inverse. Sean, you made a joke about Warzone earlier. And I think that's a great example. Like some of that game is broken uh, and a lot of the game is great, but some of that game is broken. And I feel like a game coming from a billion dollar publisher shouldn't launch in the, in the state that, you know, some parts of Warzone have. Right? I so don't think early access is for those folks. Though. Like the, the, they're using that term. They're using that ability to kind of sway the community and sway the consumer in an irresponsible way, because I feel like the way that Steam that's what I'm saying. Yes. 100%. Steam, Steam is doing it, in my opinion, for the companies, for these small-time outfits that they don't have that marketing budget. They, they cannot go mm -hmm. out and spend thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions Absolutely. of dollars like Activision Absolutely. can, Bethesda, all these guys on saying, hey, man, this really cool game's coming out. You guys should play it. You know, like the first thing that comes to mind for me is Valheim. Valheim is phenomenal. Oh, it came out in early access. Perfect. It was a steal yep. for $20 absolutely still and the game has only gotten better it saw massive success overnight you know it obviously it helped that the game was good but that's a company that would not have been able to put this game out had it not been for steam's early access program so you know it's the whole early access definition it's it's not 
while it's used in many different cases, the meaning of it is not synonymous with how companies are, are leveraging that whole, you know, cause like we could even throw Hogwarts, uh, Hogwarts legacy into that because you, Hey, you pre-order it and you get early access. You get access three days ahead of time, guys. You know, what a great pre-order bonus. You, there was really, you know, no point in that besides to sell pre-orders to sell more of the deluxe edition. That's, I mean, that's all there really was to that. There was no other benefit. People just wanted to get their hands on it faster and they paid the extra money to do so. So we're, you know, we're talking on that side of the spectrum, kind of like you were with Bethesda and how they were kind of like using the Fallout fan base to test the game and kind of determine what direction they were going to take it, even though they didn't do it. Yeah. They still failed that, you know, Heard. Right? but, <laughs> um, but then you have people, the small, small time folks, like people putting like Valheim together. And I'm trying to think of some other ones, uh, vampire survivors and, uh, gosh, I mean, there's so many that I've bought for dirt cheap and I've put a lot, I've put more time into some of these early access games than I put into the AAA titles from AAA Absolutely. Studios. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, that's what I'm, I guess that's where I was trying to go is, you know, my, my general rule of thumb is if a AAA is saying that their game is in early access and, and it's got a massive launch, something's wrong with that. I don't like that. Yep. Uh, but I do feel like it is a great opportunity, just like Brent said, for the smaller developers, the smaller teams to literally build their games into something great. And, uh, you know, Valheim, just speaking of that, uh, it's it's got like an Xbox launch right right around the corner. Uh, I think they're about to do like a, a big update. It's going to do they're going to do like cross uh cross play so you can play with PC and Steam users and stuff like that. Uh, so really cool stuff from a very, very small team uh, that really benefited from that early access, like official stamp of approval from from Steam. I guess that's something that you tend to get from, you know, publishers like Steam or, or Xbox or any other publisher that does these, right? Like, okay, cool. If Steam, if this is on Steam's platform, this is trustable. You know what I mean? Like they, they probably had to jump through some hoops to... I'll, I'll give this a try, right? Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to get into the mindset of like a PC gamer and how you guys look for for games on Steam. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't. I don't use Steam primarily, and there are thousands. Every time I open Steam, I'm confused. Not because the UI I mean, is it's, difficult. It's all but crowdsourced. There are just, I'm overloaded. It's you know all, what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. I mean, yeah. it's still it's still all crowdsourced though. Someone's got to be the guinea pig. Yeah. So right. someone's got to someone's right. got to jump right, in right, there, right. buy it, download it, and be unhappy with it. And then pass that along in the reviews for other people to be like, oh, staying away from that one. Or jump into the reviews and be like, this is the best thing I've played, you know, in a long, long time, blah, 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 blah. And then you're like, huh, that's intriguing. You know, it's only 15, 20 bucks. I'm going to jump in and try. And, and don't, don't forget, too, you know, Steam has the whole refund policy, no more than two hours, mm -hmm. whatever. You know, it's kind of kind of no questions asked as long as you don't uh, abuse it on a regular basis. So, I mean, you could jump in for an hour and be like, yeah, this ain't for me. Refund it and you're done with it. You're on to the next one. You know what I'm saying? So um, they, they've really yeah. kind of set it up for success. You know, I'm I'm actually I'm my point is that I'm all right being the guinea pig for the little guy. I don't want to be the guinea pig for the big, dumb, ugly, greedy exactly. guy. Right? Yeah. Uh, exactly. Exactly. With the, I actually have a question for you guys. So, and what I think it was Britt. Britt mentioned something about it, and I felt like I, I felt like I shrank in my seat. All right, because I, I paid for early access for Hogwarts. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I, I did too. I am I'm, known I'm not, to do I'm not that. talking ill okay? of people. All right. 
No, of course. And so that's actually what I want to ask you is how do you guys feel about like paying? I know some people are really upset at that. And I just feel like, listen, man, if somebody really wants to play that game and those three extra days, normally you're paying for, for a couple of days, right? At max, I've seen it at like a week. All right. Uh, well, and, and it wasn't worth just the extra that, 20 bucks for you. That's true. There was some small stuff that I didn't use in the game right, at all. Right. And that's typically what happens. But and I'm not complaining, but it just says, you know, to me, I'm like, OK, cool. That's worth it to me. I'm going to pay the extra money so I can hop into this game that I've been excited for for whatever. Do you guys I hate are you it. guys generally? OK, Sean, you hate, hate it. it. All yeah. right, Brent, I feel like I you it. agree with me. All right. Uh, Sean. Sean and Matt, I feel like so here's you guys, why. this all is right. going to be a classic so, shot. Tell us. Let's go. Yeah. All right. So so here's the deal, right? It's your money. Spend it like you want. But for me, I'm not going to pay more money just to get to the game early. I, like, I just, I have no desire at all. Um, so do you, do you hate the whole idea? Or are you like, are you, I can't tell if you're like, try, if you're being a Scrooge right now. I like, think, are you saying like, I don't I, want no, it so no one should have it. I think it's a gimmicky... <laughs> market tactic to add an extra 20 bucks or so onto the onto the game you know what i mean like i if i'm gonna pay that much more i want more than just time because what, at the end of the day what's fair. a couple hours yeah. of you playing gonna really make the difference here now it depends on the game so i'll give you that that's fair it depends on the type of game for me if it's an rpg game uh it's not gonna make any sort of difference to me and because Sean, I'm going to either put the 100 hours I'm, in or I'm not. And I'm also, you are, and I'm, this is not a joke. I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to insult uh -oh. you, Sean, at all. All right. This is for the audience, not go. for you, Sean. I don't think you're going to take, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say is, all right, <laughs> is it takes Sean damn near three days anyway to download a game. So he would pay 20 bucks sure. just to start the download early and play it on launch day, right? So, and Sean, I feel but, like- But even if I had the internet, been... I still wouldn't do it. Like, I still wouldn't. Okay, All right. Okay. I guess that's that's that was what I was getting to. So if you had the internet, because you wouldn't do it. Because at the end of the day, then... if the game is worth its salt, right? What's a couple hours? You know, that's not worth 20 bucks to me. Like I'm a big you know, believer that, of the me. vote with your wallet. You know what I mean? If I feel as like a I. game at this point it, you know what I mean? If I feel, and at this point, we've watched enough video games at the AAA level, the indie level, all levels. All right, we don't even have a AA space anymore, all right? Uh, but as far as AAAs are concerned, we've seen those things, you know, crash and burn. We've seen this marketing shift where, you know, games like Hogwarts are so eager for people to want to play their game and like their game. And with all of the different the different social issues surrounding this game and other thing controversies is the word that I was looking for. They went out of their way to say, this is, this is what our game is. This is what you can do in this game. Like a just great coverage. So you knew what you were Avalanche getting. Avalanche deserves it. the money. They deserve it. man. Absolutely. They've done great stuff. They did the Tomb Raider games. Uh, I think they've done, uh, and so I, in some way, shape, or form, they've been attached to the the Just Cause games, and I'm oh, Mad Max. Mad Max is a fantastic game. Oh, that was a, uh, yeah, cool game. It's so good. They're and so, so what I'm getting so at here unique. is in an industry like today, right, where every other game is live service, and we're constantly being you know kind of poked and prodded at for microtransactions. It's nice to see a complete single player experience come out. 
and say, hey, look, if you really care about it, you can give us a little bit extra money. You can play it like four days early. So, all right. And that's let me that's ask it. you this. That's their that's their decision. perspective. Could you not consider that early access another micro transaction? I could, but what I'm saying in my mind is perspective is this is a microtransaction I'm willing to pay, right? I may not be the whale, right, for, for this company, but I'll put a, I'll put a little extra in because I, I like Avalanche's work. I want them to continue to do well. And like we've seen it time and time again where a big massive game like Hogwarts comes out, it fails, and then that studio gets uh, you know absorbed by another one to do uh q qa work or s something small qa is not terrible work i'm not you know dismissing anybody in that field i'm just you know they become like a back a backseat developer right and they're not really making games anymore i don't want that to happen so i'm saying hey avalanche i know you're a great studio i'm i'm expecting this game to be good because the last games you know that i've played from your you know portfolio have also been good i'll pay you a little extra this is good faith you know what I mean? And the return that I'm expecting is a good game. <laughs> and that's, and uh, that's I don't know fine. if that makes and sense. If, again, like I prefaced it at the beginning, it's your money. You spend it the way you want to. But if I, if I had my druthers, I would put that money towards smaller developers personally. But that's that's just me. Which is just totally fine. I'm, right. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to figure out, Sean, if you're saying, you know what, that's fine, because I get you were about to say we're getting into the weeds, which is cool because we'll we're go back and forth for another 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, uh, we will. Matt, let's hear from you. So, what do you think, Matt? Oh, unless Sean, um, you wanted to move on completely. I'm all over the place. I'm so sorry. No, I, I was actually about to ask Matt. So yeah, <laughs> we're good. Oh, perfect, Matt. Uh, tell okay. us, Matt. Um, I guess how how do I feel about the extra ten bucks for Hogwarts? Uh, I also paid it. I have a I have what I consider to be a unique reason. <laughs> let's okay. go. Down. You weren't suspecting let's that. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so I did have a unique reason for playing it. It's because um, I did want to play this game. It, it looked pretty nice. The reviews came out, and uh, they basically said it looks as good. Like it plays as good as it looks. You know, <laughs> they like they. It's a like, really good all, game. All of like. It is. It's a pretty good game, man. I mean, there's some minor bugs and glitches I've run into, but gosh, nothing game breaking, which is almost unheard of. And um, I, I feel like they made a bunch of promises, and and then they kept them. It's it's quite it's quite astounding. I don't think I've seen this in a while. So um, I paid the extra the extra ten dollars. I did it uh, almost explicitly because. I knew my friends were all going to do it and they were going to have three days up on the game. And, um, you know, I, I know it's not a multiplayer game, but I know that eventually my friend, my friend group's going to get tired with this and then they're going to start cycling over to other games. And I don't want to still be doing this game as my, you know, my friend group starts cycling to their next game, which may or may not be multiplayer. Who knows? And then, you know, it might so be peer pressure you know this is the, yeah no, i was just the, about to say it it's the social pressure man it's 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 weird like i hate calling it peer pressure because none of my friends are like hey matt you should do this right i'm no just but you're totally i know other person. people that are like this yeah yeah like like I, i'm planning it out like i'm planning it out right because i know the next thing i'm going to do after this i'm probably going to play atomic hearts and um oh, you know maybe some yeah. of my friends will will play atomic hearts right 
And, yeah, um, yeah. you know, after that, who knows what I'm going to play? I've got to fill time until Diablo 4 drops. Um, and so, hopefully I mean, Starfield that's, that's what I'm will doing. be in the mix there to help you out there. They're, they're, man, it's they haven't released a date yet. They're just saying 2023. You know, it's going to get pushed. I mean, I don't want to say that. It'll probably be pushed, man. There are a lot uh, of you rumors know, or, right now or, that it's going to get pushed. <laughs> I haven't seen any rumors at all for the record. I just I'm like, I'm gonna throw up. I'm just, going to bed every night nauseous. I, I I just don't look at it, man. I haven't I don't I don't even know anything about the game. <laughs> I know I know that All right, um, boys, we're, we're know, getting in the weeds. People, we're getting in the weeds. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Talking about stuff that doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know, man. We could talk we could pivot right now to to uh Robert Space Industries and and their competitor to Starfield. I feel like that that's a, that's an okay place to go. Um, what's the any, anybody got it on the tip of their tongue? What the name Star is? Of the game I'm talking. Star Citizen. All right, this is wonderful to talk about. I know it's off topic. Absolutely, it's good. it is. So star. So star. It's Citizen on topic as well. Is, yeah, it is. It is on topic. It's just not where Sean wanted to go. So uh, Star Citizen <laughs> is uh, <Rip> me. <laughs> is uh, <laughs> is this massive space sim shooter like really heavy physics based looks phenomenal looks so beautiful people say it's great it's been in early access for like five effing years so that i mean what do you do with that man like you can pay like i'm not joking you can pay like 300 plus dollars to buy different ships in this game and gain access to like not just skins but ships and um, it sounds like even I mean, it's five years later. There, there's a, supposed to be a single player component called Squadron 42 that has some amount of complete. I don't really know. It's so been some I can actually complete for like three freaking dude, years. Star Citizen is is really a mess. And Sean, there really is the reason that Matt and I'm going to co-sign here myself. So Matt and I right kind of shifted down this this uh, area for the for the listener here. Uh, Star Citizen uh, was a community back game, and I really just want to talk about Squadron 42 for a second, which had this massive cast like uh, Mark Hamill, uh, Henry Cavill, uh, wow, uh, John Malkovich, oh like a gosh. massive star-studded cast. There is a trailer for this that we'll link into the show notes. Matt, if you haven't seen this yet, it is insane. All right, but uh, seen it. they actually, uh, the the game dev, like got taken to court by like Crytek because uh, they were building the game off of their engine and they failed to deliver mm-hmm. the game in the time that they would. And the game is also mainly community funded. Uh, and it is, it, it just, it's been a game that's been in development for, man, I don't know what you said, five plus years. I thought it was closer I, to I 10, five plus a very years. long time, yeah. a very, very long time. And the full game has not been, you know, dropped or launched. Squadron 42 has, there's not been official word on that game in a very long time. Uh, and I think at this point, I'm going to look for a link. Uh, Sean's telling us it's here in the back, you know, hey, we got to keep track because we are throwing a lot of these links. It, it's crazy. But uh, I think at this point, like millions of dollars have been point uh, pulled into or poured into Star Citizen's development for an unfinished game that like a lot of people are playing. Um, and so when you talk about like actual paid early access and the bad kinds, uh, Star Citizen is doing... <laughs> It is showing the industry how to do that the wrong way, uh, which really was the, I guess, the key point of bringing that up in our wonderful topic today about video games and early access. Uh, (laughs) They got over $2 million from the the Kickstarter campaign. 
So that's there a lot you of go. money. Over two million dollars for, for Kickstarter. Uh, it was. I, I remember when this happened. I was so excited. I was like, "Oh my god, they're so successful! They were shooting for five hundred grand. They said we can do it for five hundred grand, and they got two million dollars. And this is what. And, and what we've got is is a half baked game that you know, uh, you know, if you get into the community, the people just love it. It's kind of like an Eve situation though, where the learning curve is real, real nasty Steve. because of the because of the realism components. So, I mean, like a lot, it's, it's hard for me to be like, it, you know, is this good? Is this bad? I don't know. There's a lot of love in it. And it feels like there is, if you're into PVP space fighting Sims and you want the hardcore experience, it, I, I think that there is a playable game here for you. I don't know how baked the game is, but I think it's playable, but it's, it's not what was promised, right? I mean, I feel like the promise was basically what, what Starfield is supposed to deliver to some degree. You fly around in a ship. You can fly to anywhere. You can land anywhere. I don't know if Starfield actually promises these things, right? Or maybe it does. But, I mean, like, this is what, like, Starfield Some small form of that. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I thought. And and I just, I don't know, man, it's, it's a good example of, you know, early access that like, you know, I mean, it started in 2016. They're not like anywhere near a real release date. There is none as far as I'm aware. Like, how long are you going to be in early access? Are you, you know, it's great that we can quote that we can quote uh, or we can both, you know, tell stories and i know this is one that brent and sean are in the loop for as well that we can talk about horror stories like star citizen and still willingly like i'm gonna pay 20 extra dollars for this game uh because it's too big to fail you know what i mean like good faith whatever the reason may be star citizen exists and there are millions of dollars you know uh behind that game and it's uh it's playable you know what I mean? But it's not, we're, we're, we're not anywhere close to, you know, what, what was originally promised in the time frame that was promised. And I know that, uh, you know, day one game launches tend to be a little different. Um, but I just thought, I thought that was funny to point that out, throw myself under the bus. I mean, it, too, every but, company uh, treats it differently. That's, that's the funny thing about it. Like that's true. another good yeah. example before we move on is, uh, Battle State Games with Escape from Tarkov. That game has technically been in closed beta oh, mm-hmm. slash early access since Good july example. of 2017 and we're, yeah. we're still in closed beta slash early access of that game people play that as their primary game i mean there's a ton of content there technically for what it is but once again it's closed beta like you're you're and it's paid closed beta like the gate is go pay minimum of 40 bucks you get access to the closed yep, that's beta. true yeah, yeah and yeah. you get you get a few amount of perks but the person that goes in there and spends $150 for closed beta gets a whole bunch of perks. They get, you know, more storage space and they get uh, faster XP gain on certain stuff and they get access to this thing and access to that thing. And so like, when does that end? I'm talking almost six years at this point that that game's been rolling in quote unquote closed beta or early access. It's a little ridiculous. Do point. you guys, do you guys play Tarkov? Cause I feel like that is one of the ones that's, you know, when I hear about Tarkov, I'm not hearing about it in the same light that I'm hearing about, you know, a game like star citizen, you know what I mean? So are, do you guys play that enough to feel like it warrants having that, 
closed beta title does it feel pretty polished i don't think it's a closed beta anymore i've i've played games that are full releases that are way less polished than escape from tarkov is at this point heard that fair enough and just like you said brent it's like everybody handles it differently right so that early access means different things to different publishers different developers Yeah, i mean that's that studio uh, may never consider it done it may it may always be in closed beta to them they may never consider it a full release when when does it go continual work in progress right 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 well, so here's here's the thing, right, for me, and this kind of tying all of this together. I agree with what Brent said earlier. I think for big developers, no, no. Like, if you have the fundage to do this, you can have, like, a beta-ish period, but when, I, when you release that game, it needs to be full. Small developers, perfectly fine with it. And if you're getting the experience that you want out of the game, or the game, I, I don't necessarily care. Like if you're if you're cool with paying that money and you feel like it's worth it, great. But if I'm paying an exorbitant amount of money, Call of Duty, to have a triple A title, I expect it to be triple A. We've gotten so far and our expectations I feel like have gotten so burnt on the gaming industry right now that it's, uh, that's why I tend to lean more towards indie games. Um, or, you know, early access developers that are smaller, like on Steam and things of that nature, because I just don't feel like I'm getting my money's worth out of, out of some of these games that I'm buying here. Um, but I agree. I think I think there does need to be a certain cutoff point. But honestly, at the end of the day, if I'm getting the content out of the game, I'm cool with it, for sure. Um, Heard. That's so, it at the end of the day. Yeah, that's it. So really quickly, um, there was one final point that I wanted to go through with you guys and um, some games that you've bought early access that you loved and games that you bought that were horrible, like one or two examples. So for instance, for me, there's a couple. Um, Factorio was one. It was an early access game. Absolutely mind-blowing. I spent like over 300 hours in that game and I spent very, very little money for it. It was fantastic and it just keeps iterating and growing and getting better. Um, Deep Rock Galactic, that was another one that I still have a lot of hours and still love i haven't really run into any bad games yet because and this is one of the things i like about early access is you can go ahead and start getting those comments rolling and people like no this is absolute dog water like i'm not playing this game and so you 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 at least have some of the um i've been fortunate enough to stay away but i like subnautica there's another one it was phenomenal early access game that turned into a whole series so what are what are some of of the games that you've played that are early access that were good or bad uh i guess i'll hop in here um i got some some good ones uh room world man that's a banger Mm. of a game i've Um, I've seen some good things about that game you would love that game you would love room (laughs) world you should so you keep telling me (laughs) yeah um valheim that was early access that was a peer pressure buy and uh that was a pretty good peer pressure buy so thank you peers who pressured me um that was brent i got dead like, that cells. was almost 1000 percent brent i'm pretty sure <laughs> it was it um, it was well, yeah but everybody else did it too and oh yeah um, sure. then dead, fake news. De- <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> this is fake news okay um uh dead cells Dead Cells, um, really amazing game. Got an early access, just great game. As for bad ones, I don't really have 
a ton of bad ones. I basically do not purchase early access. And the reason I don't is because I, if I go through the game and I beat the game once, it's, unless it's like a real banger, I'm probably not running through a second time. And so I, I, I don't want to like leave it undone, but I also don't want to like, you, you, you know, like have to come back and do it all again. Some early access, sometimes you lose your save progress. Right. Mm, and great. you know, it just it, like a lot of them are like, we don't promise your saves will work tomorrow. Good luck. It's just how it is. So I don't really have a lot of negative experiences because I don't really like partake, if you will. So that's my two cents. Fair on. enough. Yeah, I'm a I'm a just lead with my worst and uh, definitely anthem. I think in the in the Oof. recent f- recent <laughs> past that I can think of. Okay, and uh, you want to talk about like launch problems? I couldn't even get into the game. Studio again, like, though. Yeah, it was Bioware, man. It was Bioware. Behind one of the greatest series of all times, Mass Effect. All right, listen. I get it, but all I'm all I'm saying is that game was riddled with problems. All right, uh, and and it was I, I don't remember if I took the day off. I might have been in school. I don't remember if I, I might have skipped class, and I half the day was gone because I couldn't get into the game. I couldn't play the campaign. It was a, it required an always online connection, and I half the day was gone. So I don't even remember the other days of the early access period because I was so mad about day one. Uh, it was also a disappointing, I finished that cover to cover and it was just a terrible game. So I wish I didn't buy that. Um, all my experiences though, have been kind of hit or miss. Hogwarts was a really good one. Um, and I'm going to cross my fingers and keep them crossed that the next early access game I sink my money into, uh, is, it's not a waste of time. Uh, I'm gonna just leave it at that. Anthem is terrible. Don't play that game. <laughs> you know, I never got a, I never even got a chance to jump into it, man. By the time I was like, man, let me try it out. They're like, yeah, we're pulling the plug on Anthem. I'm like, man, all right, well, dude, it's not even the bullet there. Yeah. There was some cool stuff, but they definitely needed time. And it was, uh, it was just released too soon, I think. Um, so yeah, don't waste your time now though. It's, it's such a disappointment. <laughs> well, I don't even think it exists anymore. Does it? It's gone. No, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. It's, it's, it's our, our, it like gone, gone for, the for real. Yeah, no, it's oh, gone. They, they, oh, yeah, they it, pulled it, the plug for real, for real. Yeah, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's Oh, toast. man. Um, That's but no, I already mentioned Val, I already mentioned Valheim. Um, I'm, I'm the same way. Like I was just saying, I, I let other people be the guinea pig. I, I've, I've not bought an early access title that I did not intend on playing. Like there wasn't some content there to enjoy right now. And I think a part of me almost enjoys that kind of like that process even more is like, okay, for this 15, 20 bucks, 30 bucks, whatever, here's what I get now. Is it worth it? Absolutely. If I get anything along that early development cycle, additional than what I just bought, I feel like I've gotten my money's worth right there. And a lot of these games have done that for me. Ready or Not is one of the ones I've paid uh, mm, 30 bucks for. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool SWAT simulator. They've got more content in it right now. Um, I'm itching to try that at some point. Matt, Matt plays that as well. We got a couple other people that play that. It's one of those things. It's like, yeah. okay, we've, con- we've kind of played all the content that's there. And then six months later, like, yeah, we got this big update. We've got six new you know, scenarios or maps. 
and we're like, yes, you know, it makes the game fresh again. You're ready to go back to it. And, and that was all like, that was all part of their original developmental cycle anyways. Like that was part of the original game. But the way that we look at it as the consumer and the gamers, like, oh, cool. We get more content of this platform that we like, you know, in addition to like all the fixes, um, what else? Uh, v rising is another cool one that I bought that I like a lot. I need to put more time. In oh, that. man. That's had a lot of updates. Yeah. Really yeah. Good. I forgot about that um, one. Really good. Grounded. Grounded was a Microsoft early access um, title. And that's a phenomenal game. Oh, absolutely. One that's, and that's done that's, by Obsidian. Uh, fantastic game. Yeah, that's a game. great game. Great game. Um, I think uh, Everspace 2 was actually uh, early access and maybe even the original. That's two. a great game. Yeah. Yeah. One and two those are great games. Really enjoy those a lot. Kind of a roguelite uh, kind of space game. And uh, I mean, there's a, there's a ton of them. But like I said, I mean, as the consumer, especially if you're not like looking at the news and stuff like we are all the time and kind of like, really reading all these things, go look at the steam reviews. You don't, you don't have to be the first guy in Absolutely. line or gal in line buying this title. Just wait a little bit, give it a week, give it two weeks. They're People are going to jump in those reviews and they're going to tell you how much they oh, love yeah. it or they're going to tell you how <laughs> much they hate it. And there's going to be plenty of content out there for you to though. go look at on YouTube. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be trolls. Don't get me wrong. There's tons of trolls in the steam comments. Um, but I mean, there's, there's absolutely no reason for you to go around slinging money, hoping that it sticks to one game out of the 10 that you spend money on. There's, there's ton, social media is out there in, in all shapes and forms. People are going to tell you whether you should spend money on it or not. I mean, it's, it's kind of a great time to live in for that reason alone. Like you're, you're getting some, in, in many cases, you're getting some great content for a very little amount of money. Um, so it's a great time to be a gamer, really. You just have to be smart about it. Yeah, man. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Fantastic. Well, boys, that's all I had, unless you have anything else. What a great episode. Nothing from just, I love, Yeah, I love episodes about video games. I just want to talk about yeah. video games and nothing else. <laughs> I like the ones that are off the cuff, right? I, I like the, the base reactions. It tends to get a little heated sometimes, so that's, that's why I like to keep it a little uh, not so scripted for some of them. You know what I mean? Uh, well, as always... Everybody, thank you for listening. We all, we appreciate it. Stop in the Discord. Tell us any of the good or bad experiences you've had with early access games. Tell us your thoughts about it. Tell us, you know, ChatGPT. You using it? How you like it? Whether or not you're doing the Bing integration, all that fun stuff. And uh, yeah, like I said, we we appreciate it, and uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Yeah, tell us what games you're playing Deuces. too. We always love to talk about games. Yeah, I said well, goodbye yeah, too early. I stepped all over Brent. I said goodbye too early. Oh, damn. Uh, all right. My bad, right. Brent. <laughs> Bye. That's, that's what, that's what I'm Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>